Are we supposed to be starting? We we can be. Oh, whatever. If, if you want us to be, we don't. We don't have what are we talking about? We can take it. Best of the year. Uh, best of the year. Best of the decade. Of what? Is somebody going to actually rein us in on this one? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll start Jen on topics, but I'm also going to kind of freeform in a little bit. Are you going to freestyle? A little bit. Paul Dylan plays. Look at the whack, whack, whack. Telling you, I'm gonna pitch that to Disturbed. Alright. Okay, I'm done. We're gonna edit all that out. So, uh, there we go. Mean? We're we're uh, popping the top on uh, 2009 or 2010 or whatever. The future. Uh, yeah, we'd be crushing the can of 2009 against our foreheads and belching loudly. Um. So yeah, we're we're taking a look back at the year that was. Uh, can we just go ahead and get this out of the way for uh, band of the year, band of the decade? Can we just go ahead and say it's a three-way tie between the slants, the manpower, and the notorious MSG and call it done? I'm cool with that. Okay. You are so <laughs> sucking up. That's yeah, okay. You know, that's, that's all right. Uh, listen, Amy Winehouse, when you come on our podcast, we might start giving you consideration for, you know, artist of the year. But until then, fuck you. We don't need you. Um, when are we going to get Bono on here? God, he'd be all preachy and... He probably would. So? We could, he, we could tell him this is for charity. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> he'd, he'd love it. Every time somebody listens to a podcast, it feeds some starving children in Ethiopia for ten years. Yeah. To start listening. Feeds them to an alligator. It's great. <laughs> wow. Alligators gotta eat, too. It's an alligator charity. <laughs> we don't have to really tell him that. I love it. Oh, that's horrifying. Thank so, you. um, favorite, favorite memories of 2009. Uh, and, and I just want, like, general news story kind of stuff. Things that you had to live with. Didn't want to. News stories? Yeah. Wow. Um, is it sad that uh, the death of Michael Jackson is on my list just because, you know, like, the Monday that he died, he was still a creepy pedophile? And then, like, the Thursday after, he's, like, this great rock legend again. Oh, man. More that's... than that, maybe the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Also, People are crazy. I love that, uh, apparently the Jackson family is, uh, coming out with a new reality show where they talk about Michael. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, you, you, uh, milked the hell out of him in the 70s. He got the hell away from you in the 80s and 90s, and then you didn't want anything to do with him after he went crazy. But now that he's dead, you're cashing in on him again. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's pretty hilarious. Um, I forgot that he died, actually. Really? That wasn't on my list, because I just forgot that he was dead. <laughs> he's, he was like, around. He's, he's been dead to us for so long. Yeah. I, I've never once cared about him. Uh, so... I mean, we all liked him in, like, 1988 before we realized... What the hell I did? I liked Weird Al's covers of him. Yeah, that... that I can't was... think of a single... I cannot think of it... Honest God, I cannot think of a single Michael Jackson. Like, yeah, Michael Jackson! Well, the only... you, didn't, you didn't like the Thriller video. 
It was okay, but that was because it had um, Vincent Price exactly. narrating. That's, that's what I'm saying. Eric, that's what made it good. Otherwise, it was it kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense. He's a zombie, and then he's a werecat, and, <laughs> and I don't know what the hell's going on, but somebody's getting raped. Man, I'm pretty I, sure that girl was going to get raped. I still can't remember. I still can't forget the fact that you know we were all in St. Augustine on vacation when he died. And, uh, you know, the first news story I see about it, you know, Michael Jackson dead at age, whatever... And, uh, you know, they've got the thriller video going on where he's a zombie dancing around. Yeah. Yeah, oddly appropriate. But no, I can't think of a single song of his that I like. The only, the closest I can get are either covers or parodies. Alien Ant Farm's uh, cover of... Oh, yeah, that, that was yeah, awesome. Of Smooth Criminal is actually the best Michael Jackson song I've ever heard. <laughs> I have to agree. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. You okay? I, I, sorry, I'm still having a, an aneurysm over. What did he do this time? Yeah, did he whole, retire again? I think he may have. I think he retires and unretires like four times every week between games. He's probably retired twice since we started recording this. Yeah. He probably listened to it and said, you know what, I think I'm going to retire. And then he, you know, got to him. He's like, you know what, I think I'm going to play. Someone else promised him a couple mil and probably. he shows back up. It's the weirdest thing. Um, God, what, what else happened this year? I have no memories of 2009, but that's because I am... Medically diagnosed with ADD, so I really don't. <laughs> it was kind of a terrible I'm, year. I, yeah, let's just. I I remember the last couple weeks, and anything further back than that, uh, I know I'm screwed. It was the year I think that politics went absolutely bat crap insane because we had like you know the rise of like the whole Glenn Beck Tea Party thing and. I'm probably Glenn not Beck's a special kind of crazy. I'm probably not being fair to him because I only No, I think you are. He is he is batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I and I think any sane person, regardless of whether they are uh, conservative, liberal, whatever, uh potted plant, will tell you that he is bat crap crazy. Yes. I, I think this was also the most predictable turn of events in political history because you know, in two thousand eight Everybody was so anti-Bush, anti-Republican. Yeah. And then, like, the day after Obama takes office, it's like, oh, my God, he's terrible. He's a socialist. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? You <laughs> Make up your damn mind. I, no, no, because politics, uh, when you boil it down, is all about whatever we have now is crap. We need something different. We, we need what we had before. Every, everything that's yeah. going bad is the current group's fault. Let's get them out. And then when you get the new group, you're like, huh. And we've had, that's not quite what I anticipated In the past couple of cycles, we've had these very extreme swings. I mean, like, you know, after Clinton left office, like, everyone on the right was just insanely happy that we had Bush because it was an end to... You know all the corruption and everything, and guess what? He's, no, it wasn't. He so, slipped around. You know. I mean, compared to what Tiger Woods has done in like the last two weeks, I mean, I I just heard Wait. the other day that uh, Tiger Woods played eighteen holes at Pebble Beach, then went to, went back to his uh, hotel and played nine more. No, can, can we put a moratorium <laughs> on Tiger Woods jokes? Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing: I, those into the ground. I have I have a theory. 
It's still 2009, so it's still good. Uh, my, my theory is that Tiger Woods has did not do anything that he has been accused of. Okay. I, it, it's, it is all false. That's why he has not come out and said anything. It is actually all a uh, baseless allegation, and you would, and and you're probably asking me, well, then why all these? Why did all these women in different places, different uh, professions, um, all kind of skanky, uh, get together? And I mean, how did they all decide? Ah, oh, we're gonna jump on the bandwagon. I think it was a chain reaction. No, I, I don't okay. think that. I and I don't think they planned it. I think this was all planned out by a TV producer. I guarantee you, within two years, we will get all these girls together on a reality show called, like, The Ladies or the Tiger, or... Are you being or, facetious here, or are you, do you seriously believe this? I don't know what I believe anymore, but I think it was a TV producer has concocted all of this to make a ton of money because he read that story and thought, how can I get Tiger Woods, make a pun out of that, and ruin some people? And, the Lady and the Tiger? Yeah. So, so it's going to be like the ladies and the tiger. tiger. Where like the ladies are vying for a Tiger Woods lookalike and 50 grand in cash. Can, can the or last maybe... episode have, the, have them have to choose between two doors? And, oh, like, yeah. I think you'd have to. Choose. I think so the other one has a actual factual tiger. Maybe. Or here, how about you have contestants who are vying for one of the skanks or all the skanks. And at the end you have to choose a door. And it'll either be a live tiger or a skank. Which... I mean, uh, it's not... Yeah, win, win. Uh, yeah you're not really... Oh. Or maybe it's all the skanks. You get a terrible venereal disease or you get mauled to death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll probably, like, like uh, drug the tiger a bit to give you a fighting chance. Give well, it some horse tranquilizer or something. It's they don't been think they a make long tiger time. I mean, a long time since we've, uh, we've um, fed uh, undesirable people to big cats. A long time as a culture. Yeah, as a society, we have been remiss in our feeding <laughs> of people to big cats. Are big, you not entertained? Big cats gotta eat. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Big cats gotta eat. Big cats are people too. Big cats are people too. Big furry people. <sighs> With claws. With claws. Okay. Big furry claw eaty people so, people. So movie of the year? Titanic. Uh, Wait. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was listening to a Weezer song. Here, here's the thing: I've been to the movies like three times, and twice was for Rip Tracks. Yeah, that was kind of my situation too. The, the only movie I wanted to go see this year in theaters, I didn't get to. Which was uh, Evangelion. Evangelion. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will say, like, I I can remember seeing two movies other than Rip Tracks, and I think those were GI Joe and Star Trek. And Star Trek was good. Just yeah, just by default, I think I'm gonna have to give it to Star Trek. I wish I had meant to see both Transformers Two and GI Joe because they're two of my favorite uh, childhood franchises, and managed to miss them both because I suck at going to the theater. GI Joe was pretty serviceable. I haven't watched the second Transformers movie yet, but I've heard terrible, terrible things. But well, no, it's what are you going expecting? I expect to see giant, giant kick-ass robots kicking ass. Um, if it if it delivers giant robots and a minimum of Shia LaBeouf, then uh, I, I think that there needs to be far more Peter Cullen than there is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, the ratio is all out of whack. Even on the first one, there's there's way too much Shia LaBeouf. So is Peter Cullen a vampire? No, no. I see what you did there. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you see what I did there. Uh, but no, best movie would have to be uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. 
Wow. The Rift Tracks version. Yeah. Um, th- no, the best movie would have to be the commercials and the Jonathan Colton concert that went along with it. Y- you, know what, you know what isn't the best movie from this year? Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. I actually <laughs> sat down and watched it the other day, and uh, I think I only may have a few more months to live. <laughs> what did you go into that one expecting exactly, though? Um, I, I, what are your expectations, My man? expectations were, I expected it to, uh, to be mildly better than the uh, 1990s Raul Julia Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. And it actually, in some levels, was worse. Like, um... Take aside from the fact that it was just completely pedestrian and uh, boring as an action movie, and then add to it the fact that, you know, it puts the Street Fighter logo on there, and then absolutely does not follow the Street Fighter canon at all. It completely pisses all over it. Hi, John. I, I know you haven't seen this phenomenon called video game movies that have been going on for like a decade, but uh, well, they're even, all terrible. Even Mortal Kombat, you know, manages to, you know, stay within the canon somewhat. Um, but Street Fighter, like, takes things and recognizes that they're in the canon, and then goes the opposite direction. Like, uh, Charlie, Guile's partner, is in the movie. and does am. not die. He's not actually named Charlie. He's named Nash. He's, Nash is the Japanese version, and they do oh. call him Charlie. It's Nash. Charlie Nash. Charlie Nash Bridges? Mm-hmm. And uh, he does not die. Charlie's still Nash and Young? <laughs> sure, why not? He, he does not die. Uh, Chun-Li never joins Interpol. Um, Does she at least adventure her father? Does she have a big oh, round butt? Oh, Here, here's the thing. Um, her father, you know, gets his neck broken like a, an hour into it, and uh, she she shows less remorse for him getting killed than when she thinks that Gen, who it is like fifty years younger than he is in any of the Street Fighter games. Uh, gets supposedly blown up in the explosion. Right. Uh, also, Vega looks like uh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. Can, er. uh, I would like, I, I keep wondering, because, you know, the, the before video game movies, the big thing was comic book movies. You know, you yeah. could not make a good comic book movie. And then got a few movies that proved you could. I, I'm waiting for the video game movie that proves that it is at least feasible. So you think maybe some Not games, just theoretical. game studio is going to do what Marvel did, form their own you know, movie studio, and then actually you know, start delivering on... When did they start that, though? Because the first, good video, or the first good comic book movie that I can recall, actually, was Blade. Okay, maybe... I'm thinking, like, Spider-Man. You're thinking... I'm going back further. Man. That was okay. the... As far as I was concerned, that was the first good one was actually Blade. And Blade was never a property I cared all that much for, but I think they did a really, really good job with it. And it had Chris Christopherson. Well, um, you didn't like Superman 3? <laughs> the one with uh, Richard Pryor, where they do that thing that I'm, they do again I'm, in Office Space? I'm, I'm going to destroy you. I hate you. But no, I think Blade was the first good comic book movie. And then, I think, capitalizing on that, they were able to make X-Men and Spider-Man, which sort of cemented it. But I think I think Blade was the movie that proved you could do it. Yeah. Because it was actually a decent movie. And now, did it, did it stick to canon? I have no idea. Yeah, I really I, I know nothing about Blade. I didn't realize it was based on the comic book until, like, years after Ed's hands. Like, it was based on a comic book? 
Yeah. So I have no, but but as a movie, it was good. I'm not so sure about the sequels, but the first one was good. I heard Blade Two was okay, and Blade Three like completely sucked. Yeah, pretty much. Was Chris Christopherson in it? He I don't know. he dies in like the first one, and then he comes back. Somehow. Yeah, like as a vampire or something, which made no sense. I don't remember at all. I didn't really see the movie. I remember bits of it. So yeah. So um, we run movies into the ground. Probably. I hope so. We didn't see any movies, so... No. <laughs> I think we got a lot of attraction out of something we never did. So, uh, let's let's get something we can at least somewhat intelligently talk about. Video <laughs> Game of the Year. Oh, of you know year? what? I can't think of any, like, games I played this year that were released this year. Like, when we first started talking about this, I went to left... You know, my first thoughts were, like, Fallout. Came out last year. Left 4 Dead came out last year. Left 4 Dead 2 came out this year. Yeah, but to me, it was a tie between... Okay, I, I would only say you could you could mention Left 4 Dead 2 as a way to tie it into Left 4 Dead 1 because Left 4 Dead 2 came out so recently. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Re- I don't know if something came out that recently you can actually say is like Game of the Year. If it's been out for a while and it's still doing really well, so you could almost say, oh, Left 4 Dead as a franchise was the best game. Having having played through Left 4 Dead 2, it's one of those things where I still feel like uh, they should have just. Yeah, you know, why, why not DLC that crap rather than sixty bucks? I mean, yeah. five six dollars a campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe ten dollars for the extra characters, who most of whom I don't care. And that what Yahtzee for uh, Ellis, strangely. Isn't that what Yahtzee basically said about it? Is it just felt like more of the first game? It really other is than the addition of melee combat, but which the melee combat is very satisfying. The the level design <laughs> is actually a lot different than the first one. I, I, I oh, do hey, think no, they no, I'm with you on that. The, it, they, is, they it is very different. Actually, sort of did a early version of the Left for Two, uh, Left Left for Dead Two level design in um, Crash Course. Crash Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like her grain was just amazing. What they did with that, I still need to play that one. But yeah, Left 4 Dead as a whole throughout 2009 was was very good. I can see that. I, but I fall into the same problem. Other than Left 4 Dead 2, I don't know that I have played any games that were actually released this year. Because I only just got a 360. So I've been playing games that are two years old. PS2 uh, games and stuff. I, well, yeah. Well, until I had the 360, I was playing mostly Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Which is still one of the most entertaining games in the world. I don't care what anybody says. I can go co- kill cops and hookers for like half an hour, and I am totally satisfied with that. Um, you have a problem. Maybe. But I've been playing like Crackdown and, and Fable 2, so I've yeah. Game of the Year is year, or games that were released last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, or yes, you know what? My wife and I both have active World of Warcraft accounts, but there's actually a game... That even if you combine the $15 a month that my wife and I both pay, that I have spent more money on this year, Street Fighter 4. Yes. I have spent like $300 on controllers. <laughs> I mean, when when they said, hey, you know what, we're going to put all the women of Street Fighter 4 onto a controller, and we're only going to make 300 of these, I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sold. There has not been a game in years that has uh, I've so willingly just forked over my money to. You are going to reach the point where you may as well just bought the arcade cabinet. Uh, that's that's what I have in the house now. I have genuine arcade parts. I have 
an arcade cabinet. You know, supply wood and a, and a yeah. saw. You could probably construct your own at this point. Yes, that 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 was in fact the point. And the fact that fighting games actually made it back this year, which is probably the best thing that's happened to me as far as video games concerned. You know, that there was Blaze Blue and King of Fighters and Tekken and Street Fighter this year. And even uh, even Fate's Day Night uh, managed to get in on it. Well, fighting games have never done anything. For, I mean, never. Going back to the reference when I played, which was the original Street Fighter 2, not the 13 other versions of Street Fighter 2 they put out in the intervening years. Um, and I don't know, I've just never been able to get into them except for one. Uh which I enjoyed, which was, oddly enough, Bloody Roar. Back in the late wow, 90s. Wow, that game was terrible. No, it was not. It was shit, dude. No, the arcade version was awesome. I didn't. I, the home version was okay, but I played it on the arcade, and the reason I guess I liked it is because I could actually win at it. I have never been yeah. good at winning at any <clears throat> fighting game, except, and, th- and, I'm not, and it's really not even Bloody Roar. The arcade version was called Beasterizer. <laughs> That's what I played, Beasterizer. sir, was Beasterizer. Which was a horrible name. I can see why they changed it. Beasterizer. <laughs> Come on, get, give me a were tiger. I will. I will kill some people. I will say that, like, as far as as games this year, I like. Can I got to mention, like, Left 4 Dead Two is the only one from this year I played. I got to mention, uh, I made a game with zombies in it because I think they did oh, something right. really like original, not necessarily like the height of gameplay experience compared to... But the gameplay is really good. It's it really is. smooth. Yes. It what works. Break? Did Break come out in 2009? I kind of think it did. I thought it was 2009. I think, I think it was early this year. Okay. Well, maybe... I never really played it, so I can't, uh, can't get Hold on. We, we did a whole, like, god-awful podcast on this. Let me look it up. But yeah, I made a game with zombies, and that... that Gen- that okay okay that's that's what I'll give my game of the year to is I made a game with zombies in it because I can't in good conscience give it to Left 4 Dead two because you haven't played enough of I it. haven't played enough of it and it came out so recently Gen- but but I made a game with zombies in it. that's just Jen, Jen's uh, starting a write in for um, Jen, would you like to be on Inca the podcast Block. she can't talk you can't talk I heard you no she lost her little voice thing um. Okay, Braid Braid was 2008. I'm sorry, I, I thought it was more recent because it just came out. Yeah, let's put Inca Blocks on the list. Sure, why not? What the hell, man? You made like 10 bucks off of that game. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mike and I did a uh, year in review podcast for Feel the Funk last night, and we were like... And let me guess, it was just him bashing on himself for like a half an no, hour. No, no, I, I, I think I summed it up pretty well. It was like, well, we started a podcast, and then we uh, launched a t-shirt site, and no one bought anything. We took that code and launched another T-shirt site, and as far as I know, no one bought anything. I don't think anybody's bought anything yet. But then again, I've kind of half-assed it for the last like four months or okay. so. Then we put out a uh, a so it's uh, not the shirt Xbox. <laughs> then we put out an Xbox indie game and uh, made fifty dollars. Meanwhile, I spent about you know three thousand dollars on podcasting equipment and uh, you know like uh, sound effects. Hey, but at least you're not buying turntables like Mike is. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. Mike said he did. Like oh. I didn't. So. Yeah, he has too much disposable income. Oh yeah. We should have a come to Jesus meeting with him about that. He's got a problem. But uh, yeah. So Inca blocks. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because we own the uh, we own the media. Therefore, we can uh, we can plug whatever the hell we want. Let's plug all of our own stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Inca Blocks rocks. Download it. Go I've... to Socrates.com. Their shirts are awesome. Pay a dollar for Inca Blocks and then go buy Street Fighter 4 and play that instead. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I will admit it. Uh, oh, no pity buys. It's a puzzle game. It's, What's wrong with a puzzle game? It's like Jenga if Jenga was good. Only it doesn't have the satisfying uh, falling down, down. Jenga. Instead, mm. you're building. That's, that's why Steven Spielberg made Boom Blocks. Or Actually, I was gonna say that was one of the wonderful things about this. Boom like, if you, if you were playing the board game we based it on, you had to make sure everything stayed together. And wait, it was based on something. Yeah, dude, you totally ripped off somebody. You apparently oh, cannot man. copyright. A Milton Bradley game. is going to tear you up. I'll give them the fifty dollars. Anyway. Or Parker Brothers. Maybe they'll get together. Anyway. They're going to be, like, standing outside your window throwing rocks. Come on, man, we're going to rumble! So, before we shift gears a little bit, Dylan, you had a couple more things from uh, 2009, specifically. Did I? Oh, yes. Um... Man, wow. I had a ton we, of stuff. We kept looking at your damn piece of paper. I figured you probably had something you wanted to throw in. Video there. games or just I should have anime? Made well, I, I'm I'm about to switch over to anime, but when I switch over to anime, we're going to stop talking about 2009 because anime licensing in the U.S. is so weird. That's what I was going to ask. Are we talking, when you say 2009, we're going to be talking Japanese release or American? Yeah, see, exactly. You've got Japanese release versus American release. Um you know, a lot of the stuff now, thanks to uh, thanks to you listening at home, um, is like re-releases and stuff because the anime industry has been down this year. So uh, when when we start talking about anime, we're actually going to go and look at it uh, over the decade as a whole. So anything before we just go like completely um, from this year? I don't know. I uh, noticed I read a lot of books that actually got put out this year. Um, Really, I haven't read anything since Ever? Um, since Sword of Mage in 2008. Well, I know that, okay, because I was going back through, like, anime, I got nothing. But this year I ended up reading, I started I started on Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which uh, was interesting once I finally got into the style of writing. Um, uh I read Your Next Door Neighbor is a Dragon, which is something... It was put out by one of the guys who writes for Something Awful. It's basically this uh, description of... It's A lot of it's faked. Like, it's based on real interviews, but he makes up this story, you know, about you know how the interview took place, about different weird subcultures on the internet. And um, the other one... Well... Uh, Nightlight, a parody, which uh, is basically Twilight if, uh, uh, let's say, Family Guy or National Lampoon did uh, did a parody of it. So, uh, Twilight, if Twilight was actually self-aware. Yeah, it actually is, and that's the scary thing, because, uh, you know, it's... This girl who goes crazy over this uh, dork because she thinks he's a vampire and wants him to be domineering and wants him to be abusive, and he can't because he's a wuss. What are you guys doing passing notes? (laughs) Nothing. Let me see it. Nothing. It's not about you. 
I'm writing the Great American Novel. Hell you are, sir. The only books I read this year were actually pretty serious philosophical type stuff. So I really yeah. wanna, if it's not entertaining, I don't want to really want to get into it. Actually, I, I was kind of going to get in, into that because I ended up reading um, uh, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, which was a book that um, I saw a lot of... Um, I saw people talking about it on Twitter, um, and I picked it up, like, I ended up picking up Donald Miller's first book, just called Blue Like Jazz, and he goes through, um, it's all these little short essays about different theological, philosophical to- topics, and then I went back and read um, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, which is him like a producer contacts him to make a movie based on this book. And as they're writing it, he starts realizing that he really has a boring life trying to put together all these anecdotes. So he starts, it's kind of this discussion of the, the elements of story and how that applies to um, life or something. It's not as self-helpy as you would think, but it's kind of interesting. So that's pretty much all I got. Did I just kill the podcast, or is yeah. Charlie still writing notes to your wife? Charlie's still writing notes to my wife. <sighs> so, are, are you done with your little book report? <laughs> this is what I did on my summer vacation. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> that hurts me. So, you said he had something about TV shows that made the cut as well? Um, Battlestar Galactica, I actually watched a couple months ago. Um, if we were going to get into the TV shows, I won't get too far into that, because technically it ended in 2009. I actually watched it like six months later, so I didn't get in on the phenomenon, but... Yeah, but I was going to rant on like the plan and... Caprica, but there's no reason to. I've been through that. And, Does it just make people mad? No, I won't make anyone mad. It just, like, I did not enjoy the plan. It was two hours of Dean Stockwell retconning the entire series. I've said my piece. I did not enjoy the fact that uh, all along the watch there was a major plot element of that show. Yeah, they kind of get, like, and they kind of realize they, how they kind of you know grab on to the little rope that's tied to the back of the boat. They wave hello to the shark, and then they uh, sit there in their leather jacket going, "Hey, yeah." It but what they jumped the shark in numerous other ways. I thought it was a good element. Like it was good if they limited its use and maybe sprinkled a few other things in there, but it just. It was so sad how clever they were about it. Like, you had people, you know, inserting lines into dialogue, and it's just like, really? I can't get get no fracking relief! Yeah. Wait, are we still talking about Battlestar Galactica? Yes, we are. As a side note, how many of uh, Tiger's mistresses do you think are really Cylons? How many mistresses does Tiger have? More than more than five by a punch. More than twelve. <laughs> well, there are, there are only twelve models of Cylon. So I think, I think some of them were models or porn stars or something. 
The Cylons were porn stars or models? Or, um, well, they did kind of sleep around. I mean, there's a, uh, there's a Battlestar Galactica drinking game on BattlestarWiki.org, and there's a whole section of um, take a drink when someone puts it in a toaster. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I won't bring up Tiger Woods again, because... <laughs> is that apparently their uh, toaster euphemism is, is a racist Cylons epithet set. for Cylons? Therefore, therefore, you are a racist. Yes. You know there are a lot of Robo Americans out there. That we're we're going to do an entire podcast on uh, coming up with a good racial slur for Caucasians. You know, I don't think anybody can be cracker. No. <laughs> I, I am definitely a cracker. Cracker just doesn't and that's my it. word for us. Don't anybody else use it? It doesn't even bother me. Oh, is it, is it supposed to bother us? Yeah. Oh. Oh. We are so lazy, we just don't care. Well, no, we're just... We have all the money and the power, so it's... It's like, oh, call us whatever you want. Rolls off our backs. Um, I'm, I'm sorry we're rich, everybody that's not white. Um, don't know what else to tell you. My bad. My bad. Okay, so uh, shifting gears, we'll we'll talk about anime now. We will. Um, and like I said, for aforementioned reasons, uh, what what you consider this year, most of the stuff that actually came out this year in Japan, uh, one probably sucked. Uh, two, uh, we have no legal way of watching it. Yeah. Um, Wait, it probably sucked. Really? Probably. I mean, you know. There was the second Ava movie, which, yeah, great, love it. And ha- haven't seen it, but love it. Um, and then there was uh, probably a lot of One Piece and Bleach and Naruto. Bleach isn't half bad. But it's 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 the same old fighting anime everything uh, that you... Who wants, wants a spoiler? Um, let me, hold on, hold on. Let me, get, let me see if I can guess your spoiler. Um... They fight the big bad guy, and they only barely defeat him, only to find out that there's another big bad guy that is even more powerful than the last big bad guy, and now they're going to have to train more in order to defeat him. That's that's every fighting anime ever. Yeah. You know, actually, talking about that, last week on Adult Swim, they showed the one where you find out that Ichigo's dad is a soul reaper. What? Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for ruining it for me, Chief. Yeah. Again, again, this, this is kind of Has my Has he always with... been a soul reaper? Yeah. He's yeah. always been one. He, he, he makes a point of telling Gurney We're soul that, reapers, uh, and we have been from uh, the beginning. Of, of all the times that I've talked to you when you've been in Ichigo's body, have have you ever noticed that I've, you know, that I've ever called you Ichigo? He said, I knew who you were from the beginning. Who were you? Like, Cone, his little oh, he was talking stunt that. double. Wait, now, if he's a soul reaper, why don't you ever see him, I don't know, reaping souls? Well, you know, in, in last coming week's after episode, him. you do. Yeah, last week's episode, okay. How about, exactly. how about, how about the other, like, yeah, 500 where, episodes where, where that preceded Where was he when, uh, when Rukia got kidnapped? Yeah. Where was he to just, you know, end the fucking bounce saga before it even began and we had to watch that crap? So, this okay, is... okay, so then the final analysis is, okay, he's a soul reaper... He's just very incompetent and or lazy. lazy. Or maybe, well, I, I don't know. This was this was kind of what bothered me when I watched Battlestar Galactica. Because I, I think there are a lot of, of shows that do this. Instead of having an overarching plan for what they're doing, they just go, you know what would be really freaky? If this thing we never planned for from the beginning, 
and, and the problem is you're not weaving a good like Wait, now, did plot Ble- thread. Did, did Bleach start off as a manga or an anime? Manga. Start off as a manga. See, and I think that's the, maybe that's part of the issue. Maybe this stuff plays much better as a comic book. Maybe maybe we're looking at it all wrong. Maybe the reason that that doesn't make sense to us is that we are seeing it from the wrong perspective. Is that it's it's a story made for a totally different media that has now been adapted. Into the another of medium. The are the same no matter what medium. But no, some stuff works better in one medium than it will in another. Like, are you basically saying that in perhaps in manga they could get away with stuff that would yeah. not, that just simply would not work? Because it wouldn't be, there's not as much that would be shown on screen, quote unquote. So I, I don't know. But I, I, I just, I just. Suddenly wondered that if maybe that's the problem. It is interesting because I have noticed that the the shows that I've really liked have started out as shows, like they have not been adapted to. They they are not a manga that has been adapted. They, Such as um, noir. Um, oh, I thought you meant from this year. Oh, you just meant in general. I mean, Cowboy Bebop. You know, all these things are things that started out as shows. I think, unless I'm wrong about Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop started as a show. What was the other ones you mentioned? Uh, Noir, Madlax. You know, yeah. There, there were things that, and, and maybe you're right. Like there's a, there's kind of a direction there. Um, you know, shows take one. TV shows take one direction. Manga's taken. Is it just me, or does Madlax seem like a title that should be about a, a man in a post-apocalyptic future searching for a cure for his constipation? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? I like it. Because I hear that title and I keep thinking of something Beyond uh, Thunderfoop. <laughs> or Thunderbowl. Beyond Thunderbowl. I like it. Uh, Madlax Beyond Thunderbowl. Coming to a theater near you. I mean, even, even that. That's a good example. Prepare for the thunder. Like, it's got a whole bunch of cr- crazy twists, but they, like, from the beginning, they prepared, you know, they had it planned. It wasn't just like, and by the way, well, so, except for the bounce, they have that crap planned. It just, it's the bounce storyline. <laughs> so you think from That's, the beginning they had it planned, the, the major plot point that Ichigo's father was a uh, soul reaper. Quite possibly. I mean, we'd have to talk to the to the mangaka to, to, to find out, because unless that's part of the of a second round of filler that we're not aware of. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm wondering, like, if if you go back, like you were saying, well, where was his dad when all this other stuff happened? It's kind of like BSG. They had to make up a reason why the final five were not like the original seven because here's here's my theory. Um, my theory is that Bleach very closely follows the story of Yu Yu Hakusho, and so now they're getting to the point where you find out that uh, Yusuke's dad was actually a demon king, huh? Oh, you know, yeah, that makes far more sense than I think you intended. No, it made just the right amount of sense. I mean, the anime is directed by the same guy, and if you were just to write a brief plot synopsis, you'd come out with the same thing. That's kind of creepy as all hell. Like, they follow the same time. It's it's as if, like, he's laughing and swimming in his pool full of money, like how he's tricked everyone who has watched this show. Like, Wait, Scrooge McDuck has... Created that show, like like Possibly. Chad and Bleach is a uh, less annoying version of Kuwabara. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, damn, you even I have to Kuwabara. write. I just like. <laughs> Wait, which one is? Uh, Are you search and replace. Which one's he? At? 
Um, probably uh, Hitsugaya, because he's short and broody. Ooh, you're right. And, and icy. Hmm. And, what uh, about Karama? You know, that's a great question. I, I have not found somebody in that show I like as much as Karama, although no. it's probably Uryu. I hope it's not Uryu. He's kind of a douchebag. He is a douchebag. I mean, because he's, because the, I think but the whole... he's, he's the intelligent one, which, you know, when, that's what I loved about Karama. Uh, he was like the intelligent fighter. You know, everybody else was a lot more powerful than he was, but he analyzed the opponent. He knew what they were Okay, doing. I guess in that aspect, yeah, it's Ryu. Although I would, but yeah, he's not nearly as entertaining. I would almost want to call, uh, call out Hatton Clogs at that point. True. But he, Hatton Clogs? Yeah. Um, Urahara. He, he's... That's what a bunch of people call him. Oh, okay. But the problem with him is that he's sort of this... That's uh, actually the name. ...background centerpiece. I know, I know. Like he's, he's, he's not really a main character. Yeah. He's more like... Um, like Obi-Wan was in the original uh, Star Wars trilogy before... Uh, oh, does that mean there'll be prequels where we can see what this guy was like when he was actually a Soul Reaper? Because that would be kind of badass. You'd no. think so, but... Uh, that, I like the Clone Wars. It'll it'll follow uh, Ichigo's dad, who will act just like Ichigo, even though you know it tur- in in you know the actual original series, he's a completely different character. Well, yeah, I I don't know. It'll be like the Star Wars prequels, like the prequel movies, where you know all this stuff. Coincidentally, the Ichigo's dad was involved in all this stuff that is central to the plot line of Bleach. Or, no, I just want to see a, a prequel that's about Hatton Clogs only. Well, um, because you get because just the stuff you do get to see. He's he's just cool. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and say Bleach didn't make my list of what I felt was no. uh, the five best anime of this decade. You five, give five D's, five best. No, I, I I narrowed it down to five. What what I thought were the Best executed and most influential from the Go last for 10 years. And it was Wait, ten, okay, ten in years. chronological order. I think I'm doing this correctly if it's chronological. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, um, Haruhi Suzumiya, Death Note, Gurren Lagon, and Code Geass. Those are all good. Yeah. And. You said from the decade, though. Yeah, from the those decade. except for Full Metal Alchemist. Well, even with Full Metal, those were pretty recent. I mean, there you really got nothing from the first half of the decade. Uh, you? No, you did not. No. <laughs> Is there nothing good in the first half of the decade to come? As to I, if I remember correctly, unless I'm missing something obvious, no, there was nothing, nothing that stood out. I mean, we watched a lot of anime from the first half of the decade. Full Metal Alchemist was pretty decent. Like, like I, I remember before Full Metal Alchemist came on. Um, Adult Swim called this particular lineup their best ever, and it included Scribe. <laughs> yeah. I ended up watching that, most of that anyway. I got hooked on that for some stupid reason. I watched some of it until I figured out that it was a uh, fighting slash um, monster. Full Metal Alchemist was probably the last Adult Swim lineup where you got the impression that the people at Adult Swim actually gave a crap. About anime. Yes. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, could, I mean, sure, since then you've gotten uh, Gurren Lagann, uh, not Gurren Lagann, uh, Code Geass, and Death Note both, I think. Uh, I don't think Death Note ran concurrent with Full Metal Alchemist. I think, like, the end of Death Note ran with, like, the beginning of Code Geass. But I don't think any of them ran with Full Metal Alchemist. 
No, uh, Full, Full Metal Alchemist actually uh, had was part of what I think was Adult Swim's best lineup because it ran back to back with, I think it was Ghost in the Shell uh, in its first run. Yeah, the fir- first gig. Uh, well, I, I'm just saying the first run through both seasons. Um, new Full Metal Alchemist, and then it was when they showed Evangelion for the first time. They had that, but yeah, that was the last time where it seemed like they cared. Yeah, because that was the last time they were packing in decent sized audience. I mean, Full Metal Alchemist. Because before then, I think the the anime ratings weren't too great. Afterwards, the anime ratings weren't too great. But during Full Metal Alchemist, for for whatever reason, that one just clicked and yeah, brought they, in a lot of viewers. Yeah, I think I think that one even came close, if not cracked, a million viewers a couple of times. Like I, I remember seeing the the ratings for that, and it was like. 800,000 viewers, and I was like, holy shit. Although, honestly, I don't know why. I mean, it's a good anime, but is it any better than a lot of others that well, didn't get near the airtime or the ratings? Is it is it a lot better than those? No. Um, I think it... I, I, again, this is probably why I say it. It was the first really great anime of the decade, and it came along, you know, in like 2004, so that's the same thing. There are a few yeah. years where... There weren't very many great new shows. Everyone was still trying to copy the success of shows from the 90s, like Trigun and Evangelion and Cowboy Bebop and, you know, all those other great mid to late 90s shows. Well, I think, I think you had a lot of good, you, you had some good shows. But I think Full Metal Alchemist, like, bridged the gap between those sort of, you know, 26 episode, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun things, um, and shows like Naruto and Bleach. It, it went on for two seasons. It had a lot of fighting elements. It it, um, it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't Cowboy Bebop, but it wasn't... And, and I think part of it was, you know, this was, this was the early part of the decade. A lot of that was de- dedicated to Naruto. Yeah. And um, Full Metal Alchemist was sort of the first adult themed show to get it big because yeah it follows around you know a couple of young teenage kids at the beginning but uh, I can't think of another show where the main character grows up more by the end than Full Metal Alchemist because you know in in the beginning it's just him and his little brother and they're trying to get their mom back and they're trying to get their bodies back and by the end um, you know he's digging up his mom's remains and Alchemically breaking down these creatures that should not be and finding ways to kill them. It was yeah. a pretty interesting anime. Um, but Conqueror Shambhala jumped the shark a bit. I I have mixed feelings about it because everyone says, "Oh, I can't believe they brought on the Nazis," and I'm like, "Really? No. You can't believe they brought on the Nazis?" They kind of been leading up to it. The war, int- you know, they introduced the Fuhrer. Well, it may that, be. There's your first clue. It made the real-life parallels that, that they tried to set up explicit. Like, yeah. it wasn't just, like... Like, like I'm not, I'm not saying that I was thrilled with everything they did with Shambhala, but that that's, like, the major criticism I hear about it, is that, you know, they... It doesn't have to be perfect. Okay, the problem with Conqueror Shambhala was really the big bad guy. Oh, absolutely. She that, was completely that, boring. That was the failure, because... I don't she, even remember the big bad exactly. guy. Exactly. There was absolutely nothing memorable about her... She had no personality to speak of. There was nothing compelling. 
Not a single thing compelling about her. And I, I think... I don't even remember what the hell she was trying to do now. She was trying to do something. Why couldn't they just made Hitler the bad guy? That would have been great. Too um, easy. Well, you know, they Apparently, kind of leave it on a cliffhanger obvious. as to whether or not um, Dante lives at at the end of the, sh- of the show. And then, you know, Greed shows up as this really freaky abomination, so you know she's not. But... She was just a much better bad guy than, you know, anything they managed to pull together in uh, Conqueror of Shambhala. The bad guy for Conqueror of Shambhala is probably the same person that was the bad guy in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, totally. I'm pretty sure that they just caught... They must have been watching that mo- Conqueror of Shambhala and decided, you know, we really need to get that other well, Indiana Jones you know, movie Spielberg made. Spielberg is working on, like, a Ghost in the Shell adaptation, so he's clearly aware of anime. So that may actually have been the case. They may just pull from the same both, trope. Both, both very... Trope. No, just very bland bad... We need a bland female bad guy. Hmm, what can we do? Uh, yeah. Uh, um... But yeah, they, the problem I have with Full Metal Alchemist is that there are parts of it that are very episodic. And, you know, I, I, I like... Thing. Wait, is that a, after, after Code Geass? That's a problem. I like shows to be, you know, constantly pushing the story forward. And there are times where they just stop what they're doing and, you know, they go chase around the thief for a while. And then magically, she has some information about the philosopher's stone. They go to another town. I have never, but but I, I don't think I've ever seen a show worse about that than probably Code Geass. The biggest, the biggest sort of mood changes between episodes on some of them, like the school festival ones. And see, that, that's what I love about Code Geass is that even in those episodes, by the end, they've done something to completely, you know, push the story into a totally different direction. And fuck you up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about the first uh, school festival episode. I haven't seen it, so basically, it's been a long time. basically, at the end of that episode, um, one of the royals comes along and decides she's going to establish a Japanese zone, which, okay. in, in in one sense, um, is just kind of like a half-assed realization of. The Japanese people being autonomous, and on the other hand, is like a slap in the face of everything that Zero is trying to do to liberate Japan. Yeah, well, I, I would rather—I don't know what that's like. I would rather see an episodic show than one that moves the plot forward without, you know, just this sounds like a cool direction and don't. Oh, I, like I said, I like it for it to be a planned story. And, yeah. and if you're just going to take a break, go to the hot springs, and, you know, then all of a sudden, oh, we're back to where we started. Oh, I can think of something worse than the episodic ones, which are those episodes they cram in about the middle of a series that re-explains every episode before. God, I hate that. Yeah. Like the... Remember Wolf's Rain? Didn't they, didn't they have, like, four episodes of that? Like, one for each character? No, I don't think I ever finished that. I got, like, four or five discs. Don't finish it. The last episode's the biggest letdown you will ever experience. I think I saw the last episode. I just can't remember yeah. what happened. Full, Full Metal Alchemist Good. You blocked it out. has the unique distinction of being the only anime from this decade that Bones did not completely fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, Correct. go ahead and Google the list of uh, releases from Studio Bones this decade. Full Metal Alchemist is the only one that they did not totally fuck up by the end. Are, 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 you, are you talking about a specific one that was maybe released in the past couple of years? You mean like Eureka 7 and yes. Lost Rain? Yeah, Eureka 7. That one, that's, another one that, that's another one that sucked me in for a while. And and I actually, I think there was a couple animes about that time that sucked me in, and I never finished them. And it's not, it's not necessarily anything because of the anime. A lot of it had to do with just my work schedule at the time. So I, they never could let me down because I had to stop to go to work before I could finish. Eureka uh, 7 was one of those shows that, you know, I, I tried to watch it because there was so much hype about it. This is when we still had anime magazines. Yeah. It was on the cover of every magazine every month for like six months up to it coming up. I'm like, okay, you know, they're make, they're clearly making a big deal out of this. You know, let's watch it and see how it is. You know, I, I don't get the surfboarding mechas, but okay, whatever. It's a new... And, and then I start watching it, and I'm like, you know, first episode, I'm like, okay, I'm not really grabbing it, but it's the first episode. Second episode, I'm like, wow, they, they like, completely cut from the action and, uh, you know, went went into a different part of the story. I wonder if they're going to come back to this at the end of uh, the second episode, like some other show I've seen before. Oh, wait, they did. And, uh, you know, I watched it for a little bit longer, and I'm like, okay, this this show isn't doing anything for me. And I'll come back to it, you know, weeks later, months later, and I'll be like, you know what, that was probably too hard on this show. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to be like, oh, hey, look, they're uh, they're talking about Eureka's past. Oh, you mean she's not human? Really? Oh, great. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, it's just as bad as I remember. Then I'll go away and I'll be like, you know, I was probably too hard on it. And uh, I'll come back and, uh, oh, that planet they've been looking for. It's Earth! So what you're saying is Erica 7 is the abusive girlfriend that uh, you keep coming back to even though you know she's probably going to hit you. It's it's one of those things where I keep saying, yeah, I'm probably just being too hard on it. And uh, I keep coming back and then I'm like, and then, no, just, just and then she right. breaks a wine glass across your face, yeah. and you're like, oh, <laughs> I remember why this relationship wasn't working. <laughs> oh, that's... I'm taking the kids, and I'm going to my mother's house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, Haruhi is an interesting uh, thing, because on the one hand, it's like two different series. There's the episodes that are the, har- the melancholy of Wari Suzumiya parts one through six, I think. And that's really the main story. It is. And then there are like seven other episodes, seven or eight, I don't remember, um, that are just episodic filler. But the way that they broadcast it in Japan was that you started out with one episode and then they'd throw in one of the filler episodes and, and the whole thing was just completely out of order when it broadcast. So it ended up creating much more of a following than it would have otherwise if they just very uh, straightforwardly showed that. But at the same time, it was a tremendously entertaining anime. Yeah, even the filler was really good. How many episodes were there? I think 13. Yeah, I think 13 if you count episode 0, the the movie. Okay, I think I will have to watch that now because I figured it was going to be like... 26 or even... No, no, there's no, literally even, six episodes of plot. Yeah, even that even the awesome. even the filler is good, but it does really feel like you're watching it out of order when you watch it on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because it really seems like you get, to, oh, this is the end of the series, and then, oh, wait, no, And it's then not. there's, like, six more episodes, and you're like, yeah. But the, and, the, and the weird part is that, that those last six episodes all feel like there's are all episodic. Uh, but, again, they are good, but it, it doesn't advance a plot yeah. at that point. Which that point, they've, they've already decided what they're going to do, and that is uh, live together happily as Esper and Alien and... Uh, Traveler and but damn, it's a good show. Crispin Freeman, <laughs> Crispin Freeman. As I'm I, I, I'm only interested in meeting Crispin Freeman as for his time travelers and aliens. So if you're not any of those people, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, as counterpoint to uh, Haruhi, I always bring up because um, I brought it up last time. So damn it, I'll do it again. Kamichu, because it's a series that. That I think parallels uh, Harvey really, really well. It's I think I almost think they have the same premise. They pretty well have the same premise. It's just that they go, to, but they go, but they both take it in such different directions. Yeah, in Harvey, they imply that she could be a god because there's there's clearly some reason that you know she says I want to meet these people and then they all just happen to to be there. But they don't really explain it. Whereas with comic shows, much more explicit. Oh yeah, I'm a god. But then they really don't go into any further detail as to why. And it's and it just works out so beautifully. The, the, the difference being, I mean, the tone is the, the way they take it, and then it creates a totally different tone. With Haruhi being much more comedic with a little bit of drama, and then Kamichu being much more sort of a I don't know what you would call it. I guess charming would be the word. I mean, it's not trying to necessarily be all that funny or all that serious. It's, I don't know, but but it is entertaining. But I like bringing that up, because I don't think enough people have watched that. Um, Death Note. That was probably the big one. That, I mean, yeah, one that one was... as far as hype goes. Yeah. Is, uh, Death Note probably trumps it. I don't, it didn't perform as well, maybe, but but Death Note probably had so it, much more hype. I can, considering how big, like, you know, fighting animes have been with Naruto and Bleach... Death Note went a completely different direction. And the fact that Death Note is a Shonen Jump anime. Yeah. The fact that they, they actually only went like 30-some-odd episodes instead of 300 and, and the concept was really brilliant. And it was banned in China. Really? Weird. Oh, you didn't know that? No. No. Yeah, yeah, China banned it because the protagonist is a serial killer. Huh. Yeah. That was part of the hype machine right there, man. Wow. Too hot like, for China. It was it was really good, and like I said, they... they we should do a DVD it. series called Too Hot for China, and just find stuff that's banned in China. Like, like Twitter. Twitter, Warcraft, oh, yeah. Twitter yeah. I don't know how you do a DVD on Twitter. Well, unless you're John Camuda or whoever that... Whatever the, no, Video Professor. Video <laughs> Professor. <laughs> I will teach you how to make a million dollars on eBay with an attic full of trading cards. Yeah. Now, he, he actually says the opposite, but he's still going to charge you nine ninety five in a quote unquote processing fee for his quote unquote free uh, quote unquote CD DVD. Yeah, it's uh, but he could probably teach you Twitter. Look up Video Professor and if, and let me know if he can teach you Twitter. Yeah, you know what you don't find a Video Professor DVD on Google because <laughs> if they learned how to use Google, they wouldn't need Video <laughs> Professor. I would like to see a video professor on internet pornography. <laughs> We're going to teach you how to use billing companies so to mask the fact that you're buying pornography. Billing companies? Yeah. 
you know a lot more about this process than uh, you know never expected. Existed. Dude, I work at a bank. I know what people spend their money on. Ick. And I know that they never have the name you think they are. And then you go to Google them to make sure it's a legit company. You're like, oh my god, why was this not blocked by by the company's internet? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you never experience that. The best experience is when your boss goes, hey, come here, dear. You've got to see this. And I walk in and look at, oh my lord. Why are you showing me this? Do I need to talk to HR? <laughs> Oh, that's oh. Oh. Uh, so none of that happened. Yeah, Bruce totally did. Uh, so back to Death Note. The problem oh. with Death Note, there, there's two two major problems. One, okay, um, everybody's a fucking psychic. Yes, like Light and and L, they they both know what each other is going to do. Long okay, yeah, before they do it. Yeah, it's masked as deductive reasoning, but it's deductive reasoning bordering on the paranormal. Of course, of course. When you've got death gods hanging around, well, I mean, is it is 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 deductive reasoning bordering on uh, bordering on psychic powers? Even should, what, should we even consider that a problem? When oh yeah, the serial killer uses magic. Well, no, because there were specific rules to it. They kept adding rules as it like, became. Oh, that's that's, that's bullcrap. You know, his deductive reasoning is is, is all psychic ability. Let, like, let, yeah, and the serial killer is let's, using let's, magic. Yeah. Well, well, at one point, L actually goes, let's. Let's assume that, you know, Kira doesn't have to be in the same place to kill somebody. I'm like, you know, who the fuck assumes that? <laughs> well, yeah, L. 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 did something that. interesting where he was he he was removing the reasoning. He he was looking for patterns. They needed another character to come by and go. Well, no, it, there there could have been some. Play between they needed L Jack and McCoy. Yeah, they needed or a Monk. realistic character. That I think they needed Monk. They needed a, a, a Scully and Mulder sort of thing. No, like, Tony Shalhoub should have guest starred on at least one episode. Like killed Trudy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> instead, instead, it was Coach. <laughs> but the thing is, like killed Trudy. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at a fictional character's the thing is, demise. L and uh, Ellen. Ellen Light have both read the back of the book, or the back of the DVD case in this case. <laughs> they know that they're in a. Uh... But but you know what's worse than L making dumb shit, impossible, um, you know, assumptions about things not in evidence that are right that end up being correct for some reason. Uh, the fact that they kill him. Yes. And replace him with Niren. Spoiler alert. Oh, wait. Too late. Yeah. If you haven't watched it by now, you're probably not going to watch it. Yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah, they kind of. Well, even before that, though, I mean, they they not only jump the shark, the uh, shark tank is at the bottom of the Grand Canyon when they, you know, make the leap. It's yeah, killing off. Well, but it's something you really don't expect to happen. I mean, you really expect the entire series to be the 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 chase between the two. Yeah, and if for, I'll give them points for not being shy about killing off who is essentially the real good guy in the series. I, I wouldn't have, you know, cared as much about them killing Al if they hadn't re- replaced him with an emo teenager and a retarded child. I feel like there was like a, a whole other story arc, a whole other saga they were trying to go for, but they just like yeah, yeah they, they, they're trying to expand working. on the world of Death Note where there are apparently all these uh, mega geniuses that they breathe out. And, 
out in the church somewhere. Yeah, but it was, again, but jumping I, the shark. But it allowed them to do something they couldn't have done if they had left Elle alive, which was to fast forward into the future to see, basically, this is what happens if we, if we assume that for at least several years, light wins. That he, actually, yeah. that he actually does, to some extent, complete his goal. He just can't, and then you see what happens when he can't hang on to it. But if you'd left Elle alive, unless you put him in a coma or something, which would see, which would seem even as much, if not more, contrived. You wouldn't be able to see, I, which was which was interesting in a sense to be able to see what would happen if like one. Weirdly, I liked how they did it in the live action movies, where yes. it, basically it ends in a stalemate. Yes. Um, you know, L decides that he's going to write his own name in the Death Note and and catch life that way. And, and then he goes off and saves the world from uh, bioterrorists. L changed changed the word. Yes. Um, <laughs> that movie was so hilarious. Yeah, I've so seen bad. that one. Uh, well, there's there's a part where you know L is trying to chase down these bioterrorists, and it actually reminds me a little bit of the last episode of Monk. Now that I think about it, um, but you know he's riding on a bicycle with. Uh, the little girl and, yes. and the kid who ends up being near it at the end of the movie. And, you know, there's this dramatic music playing, and he's riding up the hill on a bicycle. And I just wanted to go, ting, 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 as, he, <laughs> as he's driving. Oh. Now, the only thing... Elle has a problem, but he's presented as being awesome. Monk has a problem, and he's presented as having a problem. Um, Detectives with deep psychological issues are just interesting. Uh, Unless I.e. Batman. 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 Yeah. Batman. I was going to say, Batman. L is the equivalent of, like, Twilight. He's not this horrifying uh, uh, disabled monster who happens to be able to, you know... He just likes sweets. He's awesome! (laughs) (laughs) It proves that humans are uh, inextricably uh, drawn to psychologically messed up geniuses. Especially if they're detectives. This uh, is true. I, I, again, I will cite Batman. Batman. And Monk. And L And uh, Batman. And Nier. And Batman. And some more Batman. No, 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 and I think Sherlock Holmes was mildly autistic. Probably. And and Nero Wolf. Yes. Nobody watched that one. No. Nope. No. I've seen like a couple episodes. You both mom, suck. Mom and Dad used to. Nero Wolf and was uh, awesome. Columbo. Columbo's messed up. No, he's just... No, no, he was no, he was a pedophile. It doesn't come up often, but it's in there. That's why he's in uh, there, Fred a, Savage's bedroom in that one movie. Yeah, there are oh, that, 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 in that one Columbo movie when he's in Fred Savage's bedroom. Um, are you sure that was a Columbo movie? Yeah, it was sure Columbo that movie. Wasn't the Princess Bride. It was Columbo. It was Columbo and the, the Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. That was the subtitle. That was like the Columbo colon the Princess, the Princess Bride. Bride. Yeah. When he discovers, he deciphers the mystery of the Princess Bride. <laughs> I, I would, I would pay to see that because uh, I think it would be funny if he walked in on, uh, you know, at the end on the um, the six fingered man and the other guy. I can't remember the prince. Um, Humberdink. You know, Humberdink can go. Well, you know, it turns out uh, <laughs> just one more thing. Yeah. So yeah, Death Note. Um, great for like twenty episodes. It was really good, and no, and I like the end. It actually got really tense toward the end because because uh, you really don't. 
I mean, at least to me, going into it, it's like, I, at the, going through it, like, you, especially after L dies, is Light really going to win it in? Because I knew, you know, I didn't read ahead, I didn't have any spoilers, never looked at the manga. So that, when it came, came to the end, I had a sense of, who is going to win? I mean, I have a feeling that, that Light's going to get his, but, it, but is, there, is, it, is there even going to be a winner? The, the answer, it's Matsuda. You know, I actually thought of... Matsuda did it. Just, just talking about all the ways that... All, all the things that bothered us about Death Note. Uh, None of them were Matsuda, because Matsuda was awesome. Death he was. was. He was a, a golden god. Innovative concept for a plot written as a fighting anime. Really? Kind of. If you I think about it. Like, because uh, just as soon as Light defeats one detective... Several more, even more powerful detectives. Uh, well, no, they but they weren't more powerful. I don't know. And they were know, training sure. in a secret organization, and yeah. a detective society hidden in the church, in, as it hidden were. in the leaves. Yes, hidden <laughs> in the leaves. Oh. Uh, Thank God for Japan, because nobody but Japan would have done that, except in case, unless you count the the novel Perfume, which is just god awful. What the heck? They made a movie about it. What is perfume? I, I, I <laughs> it's you know, the thing that women wear. You I know. think I'm going. I, I'm not going. No, to, it is. If you want to be seriously depressed, that's a good book to read. Really? I had to read that for a class. I think I that is, care. and then they made and a I movie. I don't want to watch. I think they made a movie it. this year. We could have put that in our list of movies for 2009. A movie that Did God help it? us, we will not watch. Oh. No, because there's an orgy at the end. That's not why I watched it. <laughs> Didn't watch it. <laughs> Well, I didn't watch it. It was because because you've watched because, plenty of those movies because the main it's, it's another the main character is a serial killer and a totally despicable person, and there's just like nothing good. There's no character with redeeming value. I'm like, I, can't, I can't recall there being one in the entire book. I mean, in, in the end, the killer gets his, but you, there's there's not really like a sense of ah oh, the good guy has triumphed over evil. It was that the evil has been consumed in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm telling you. It, it may, Yeah, you want to go cut yourself, don't you? I do, too. I want to go cut you, too. Um, so, yeah. Anything else? Uh, mo- moving on my list, Gurren Logon. I still need to finish that. That um, was yeah. that was something that throws you partway into the series. That just go, what the hell did you just do, anime? Yeah, it, it's basically two completely I'm not going to say what happened. I'm just saying you get partway through and you go, what the hell, Japan? That's another one of those shows like Death Note, they do a time jump, and it becomes a completely different story at that point. Um, you know, it, it it's a fun show, but it's just not especially deep, and they, they know it. You know, they're throwing cellular systems around by the end of, uh, by the end of the show, so why not? But they're not, they have no pretensions about, you know... They're not putting on airs. No. They they are what they are. They know what they are, and you either like it or you don't. It's it seems like they're making fun of themselves in every other giant robot show that came before it, which is fine. Giant robot shows need made fun of, especially Gundam. And and then there's Kogios, which it's kind of like Death Note in the in in the sense of you're going to get drawn into it and. Uh, you're gonna be like at points you're gonna be like, can this get any worse? Like you, you want to get after ten episodes, you're just depressed. So like, I might need to go kill myself. I'm not <laughs> sure. I never felt that way. Really? No, I I loved every last bit of it. 
Like, I, it's the only show from the last ten years that I will just sit down and watch a random episode. I don't care what it is. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, they just keep the foot on the gas the whole time. You think maybe we're just depressive people, Charlie, and that's, uh... That's no, no, no. Little, no. So, like, every uh, anime just, like... Well, no, they're... I don't know. Okay, anyway. I, that was a joke, actually. Keep going. No, it, Ghost in the Shell should be on the list of top animes. I, I agree, but I just kind of found it hard to put it above any of those other ones. I don't know. The first... I, see, I didn't get to see Second Gig, which, honestly, the episodes I did see of Second Gig were confusing as hell. But the, but the whole Laughing Man saga, I just thought was pretty brilliant. Um, Second Gig was weird because they tried to take concepts from the first season... And apply them in new ways, and it was just very weird. And there's pedophilia, or almost pedophilia. Oh in one yeah, of the episodes. I, I love that episode where uh... I remember. I, I think I was going to bed, and I flipped it over to that, and just caught like part of that episode. And I get, just happened to catch the uh, the uh, the very worst possible part to come in on the scene where uh, the little yeah. kid is lying naked in bed with the grown woman with the huge rag. <laughs> and the uh, naked cybernetic body. That's and, horrifying. Uh, and he asked her a question. I forget what it was. It was something like... Uh, something about having sex. Having sex with a, with a prosthetic body. And she goes, you want to find out? And and if anyone asks oh. you if you want to find out what sex is like with a prosthetic <laughs> cybernetic body, yes. you say no. yes. What, have you seen her? She's hot. Seriously. And she has purple hair. Wait, is this... Um... Purple hair. I can't even remember her name. Makoto. Makoto. That's supposed to. Okay. Yeah, Makoto Shishio. Makoto. (laughs) Wait, this is Makoto. Does she become a bad guy or. No, Makoto Shishio is the bad guy from the second season of Rurani Genshin. Same character. Makoto Kusanagi is the good guy. Oh, same voice actor, though. No. I think Crispin Freeman did both. No, no. Steve Bloom did uh, Shishio and. Mary, Mary McFlynn, I think is her name. Oh, those voice. are both pseudonyms for Crispin Freeman. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No. No, he, he performs under those names as well. No, he doesn't. He is the most talented voice actor of our generation or any other. Agreed, but still. It's no, it's Crispin even, Freeman. No, it's not. Look it up. Google I it. I IMDB it. Animated News Network it. <laughs> I like to network it, work it. Quit, uh, quit turning names of websites into verbs. Politifact it. But the fact that good one. Bing it. No. <laughs> I will not do what they tell me to do. I, I am a tool of Google. Yeah. Yeah. I am the Google tool. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's just me. So, I, I when we were planning this, Yes, I have an email about this. Um, we actually did more than usual. What what the best movies of the decade were, and, and I really didn't think that there was going to be much of an argument besides Lord of the Rings. But apparently, some people are saying you know stuff like uh, if you count nineteen ninety nine, The Matrix. Hell no, um, I don't. no. 
Yeah, I, I didn't think we were going back that far in the second No, I mean, movie. I don't count The Matrix, even if we included 1999. The, the second two movies just killed it. Um, I'm sorry, if Colonel Sanders runs The Matrix, <laughs> I am no longer interested unless he is selling me golden brown chicken. Agreed. Um, and uh, Mike brought up uh, The Dark Knight, which I believe my response in the email chain was, I don't care how many times you kill you Fledger. It's still not better than Lord of the Rings. Hmm. I mean, it was yeah. it was a good movie in two thousand eight, but although I'll know. admit, I never saw Return of the King. Oh, and there's something wrong with you. Clearly, but Clearly. okay, I will give you. Although I, I, was although I think uh, the two Batman movies were absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, I probably have to give it to Lord of the Rings, just because that's one. Well, because that is one of those things that people have been waiting for forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, forever, forever since. Let's see, when did he finish writing the books? I mean, I since know. then, I think someone has been waiting for something. Although I do love the Rankin and Bass. Uh, the Rankin and Bass Hobbit is just fantastic. Oh, great. And I will punch anyone in the nuts that says different. But, but okay, okay. When pressed, I would I would have to say, yeah. The, the, the Lord of the Rings franchise, probably the greatest um, of the last decade. But a lot of that has to do, not necessarily with the movies being good, although they are really good, a lot of it has to be with how long people have waited for them. Yes. See, I, I think, for me, when I was watching those movies, I knew I was watching cinematic history. That these were movies that people would be watching for years and would be talking about. Other movies, like when I sat down and watched The Dark Knight, I was like, this is an entertaining Batman movie. And... I think they tried to squeeze too much into it. It's good, and it takes a different angle than some of them have, but... I mean, it doesn't have George Clooney, which is a plus, but, you know... It, it, it's just yet another you know movie adaptation of the Joker that doesn't involve Mark Hamill, and so not... not... Uh, Mark Hamill. But no, Lord Ooh. of the Rings was probably the best planned franchise. <laughs> I mean, you, and there came a point where, especially after Return of the King came out, or, or maybe even before that with the Two Towers, that you start, fa- uh, and I don't know this is too much of a tangent, but um, you start thinking, why the hell isn't Harry Potter doing this? What do you mean? Oh. Yeah, I mean, there have been a few Harry Potter movies before, one or two or three before Lord of the Rings, but the Lord of the Rings, you know, they filmed all three at once. Right. And after, after the first two, especially where successes, you're like, why didn't the, the people over at Harry Potter just decide, you know, let's go ahead and film the rest of them. We know we, we know it can be done now because of Lord of the Rings, and we, and we know we're going to make a freaking mint off each one. Yeah, it was point, because the books were still on. Yeah, I mean, they were still catching up. <sighs> they, no, 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 Mr. Superman, no here. Uh, they could have they gone ahead and gotten a couple of them out of the way, and, and they just chose to instead work with a 30-year-old Harry Potter. Uh, I don't, he's uh, he's going to pass his forty second birthday <laughs> on the last movie. That's a proven fact. I don't think he, that he will have a little salt and pepper in his beard. I don't think that shooting them all at the same time saves the fact that it's British. Wait a minute. I mean, I like British things. That's that's pretty much my major problem with Harry Potter as franchises. That's British. No. Everything is very British. Oh. Like British, uh, like are you sure bad, it's not? bad teeth and teeth crepids. I've been. Are watching you sure it's not because it's kind of like the, I remember you saying something about the language being kind of silly, and that's above and beyond what you get from just British. I mean, I've been watching a lot of these. You're going to uh, to name these schools, you know, bullshit like Gryffindor and Slytherin. That's not a British thing necessarily. That's just a crazy thing. 
No, I, I've That's been watching a lot of BBC. Of so I mean, I mean, until it Twilight came me. along, I thought that was the most overrated book series. The Twilight came most around. Most overrated book series of the decade, Twilight. Humanity uh, said, uh, you thought you'd lost faith in me now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. Um, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean had the chance to stand up toe-to-toe, but then the last two movies just told a completely different story. Yeah. I liked them, though. I mean, they were still... I mean, they were never... I, but, but Pirates of the Caribbean was never meant to be this huge, you know, sweeping epic of a... No. It was just meant to be entertainment based on a ride at Disney. And for that, they, they came... I mean, okay, okay. The, for, for movies based on theme park rides, it is the best. It may, in fact, be the only. Beats the hell out of the Haunted Mansion. I've never seen it, but I know that's going to be terrible. What is it, babe? There was a Haunted no. Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's that's you just, probably repressed that's the, just uh, terrible the Disney, previews. and I'm ashamed of you. Yeah, until we get, like, um, the Georgia Cyclone, the movie. <laughs> um... Or the Great American yeah. Scream Machine, what's, the movie. What's that, what's that ride in uh, Dollywood, the fire, <laughs> the, the fire one? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? One where yes. one of the guys pisses on you in the ride. Yeah. Man, there need to be more movies based on stuff at Dollywood. <laughs> Dolly's gi- Gigantic Boobs, the ride, the movie. <laughs> oh, that, uh, that's, that's just... I love you, Dolly. Attitude. It'll be on our podcast. Yeah. We would we would welcome you. With we're, open we're in Tennessee. You're in Tennessee. Come on, it works. We're not even that far from you right now. No, we're we, right behind we you. Could, we could drive down the Pigeon Forge. It'd be like thirty minutes. Right? I don't think she. I think that's more of a Nashville thing. Yeah, no. But come on, work with me. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking through my like, movies. Kill Bill Volume One was was a movie I can't believe I forgot about. Came out this decade. I like the first day I saw that was after it already came out on DVD. And I watched it ten more times that day. Never saw part two. Part one was good. It was okay. Part two just, was a letdown. Yeah. My favorite part of part one was actually the um the anime um tangent that oh, go yeah. on. Where you find out that everyone in Japan has the highest blood pressure in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a medical fact. You can look that up. <laughs> just look go to the World Health Organization's website and look up Japanese blood pressure. We may be completely wrong, but uh, guess no, we're what? not. No, we're we not. Just got you to go, go to the uh, website and you check it. Fact, you will see that it is in fact a fact, a factual fact, fact a more factual fact. Fact, fact, never fact, 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 fact. Batman, Batman, fact, fact. Batman. All so, right. um, <laughs> going back to our planning stuff, uh, Nathan. We're talking about maybe talking about video game of the decade. Nathan said that maybe we should talk about the franchise of the decade, which I thought was maybe more interesting. Uh, it's gonna be easier. Yeah, a lot easier. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll give you the winner right now. We don't have to discuss it. Mario Kart. Fuck all y'all. That is a, a good point. Mario Kart, Mario Kart. is a really Mario best, best best racing uh, game franchise of all time. Uh, best Mario franchise of all time. Um, Best everything of all time. Uh, it it beats it beats you. No. Yes. Yep. Uh, I th- I think over the last ten years it's got to be Metal Gear. I mean Metal Gear Solid Four. You know after the second third ones, I actually told my wife I said I don't care if we don't have the money 
I don't care what crimes I have to commit. I will have a PlayStation 3 and that game the day it comes out. And I did. Oh, oh, the crimes you committed. Oh, yes. If I ever publish those pictures, you are going away for a long time. That's... It it was worth it. There there was not a progressively better series of games. Although, I think when you get into the franchise, you also have to break it down into types of games. Like, if you're talking... um, Multiplayer games, single-player games, different genres. Um, because if you're talking like multiplayer games, I have got to bring up Left 4 Dead, which is probably the most entertaining multiplayer game other than maybe Mario Kart. I mean, I, I've probably never had so much fun playing a video game with three other people. Jen actually went out and looked up on the World Health Organization something about the blood pressure in Japan. So you can actually go to the... Please go to the World Health Organization and you can understand about <clears throat> Japanese blood pressure. It's amazing. Let, let me let me tell you. So, no, don't... No, we don't have time to read that crap. Talk about a BLT. They need to eat less, <laughs> either less or more bacon. Okay. Probably more. The, Japan, the Japanese need to eat more bacon and less octopus testicles. There you go. There, there's, there's our, there's our lifestyle changing fact for the day. But no, um, if you want to break down, break down video games into genres or styles, um, there's a little more wiggle room because again, best racing franchise ever, uh, Mario Kart. Um, best multiplayer, I think a toss it between Left 4 Dead and Mario Kart. Uh, best RPG, something in Mario Kart. <laughs> best fighting game, something in Mario Kart. Uh, they, I'll let you choose. I'll let you go with fighting games. They don't, don't talk about the Final Fantasy games. Uh, Best letdown in a franchise. Final Fantasy. He, he said he oh. actually liked uh, Final Fantasy X more than twelve, and uh, just could not completely disagree. I like three better. Yeah, three or two. I'm gonna go with two. Yeah, I think those are the tops. Um, uh, in my opinion, it just what appealed to me. Twelve was. Better because it, you know, focused on political intrigue and, you know, a country at war rather than, you know, a whiny little teenager and his uh, pseudo-girlfriend. It wasn't sci-fi. I am tired of whiny, whiny teenage protagonists. Japan, get on that. No more. Watch, no J- more. okay, Japan, go watch Coyote Ragtime Show. Go watch that. I assume someone... And start designing protagonists based on them. Just do it. And then go watch um, the remake of Ocean's Eleven, and then go watch Ocean's Twelve, Thirteen, and Eighteen, because the ones in between aren't that great. And um, and design your protagonist around George Clooney. Do it. Because if I see another whiny teenage protagonist, I'm going to lose at Japan, and I'm going to come over there, I'm going to sock you. That's what I'm going to do. Even uh, Hideo Kojima, you know, everybody complained about how whiny Raiden was in Metal Gear Solid 2. And then he came around and turned him into like a ninja cyborg, and everybody loves him now. So take take your white protagonist, whatever you're going to come up with, and turn him into a cyborg ninja. So if you made Naruto a cyborg, he would thus be good. Yes. Huh. He was an... Okay, that's a that's a valid point. I'll, I'll yeah that yeah yeah. It, if you like blew him up in an explosion and then replaced it with metal bits. I agree. That's why I guess in the shell is so great, because everyone starts out as a cyborg. Hmm. 
Bato is, you know, Steven Seagal is side is a uh, cyborg. I think we can all agree that Steven Seagal would be better if he were partly metal. Or all metal. Or all metal. I feel metal. like he has a new show or something. He know. has a show where he's a cop, yeah. Like, a real-life cop. That's a horrible idea. Yes. Because yes, he's fat. Because he I'm, just, I'm just going to say, if I'm, if I'm out there on the streets and I've got a gun and I'm into crime, <laughs> if you will, because um, I know the lingo, uh, and I see Steven Seagal trying to bust me, I'm going to shoot him. Because I may go to jail for the rest of my life, but damned if I won't be the guy that drops Steven Seagal. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, nobody's going to oh. rape me in jail because, oh, that's the dude. Yeah, I'm going to go rape that dude. No, man. No, man. That's the dude that dropped Steven Seagal. Oh, shit. <laughs> I ain't going to mess with that guy. I mean, that is instant street cred and prison cred. You have all the cigarettes you can smoke or <laughs> things you can hide in orifices. I'm going to watch that show find out where he's patrolling. And uh, then go commit a crime to get him so I can shoot him in the face for that stupid-ass energy drink. See? And then he goes to prison and nobody messes with him. He's like the king of jail. (laughs) He will be... They'll put him in Supermax and he will be the king of the prison. They will give him a throne. (laughs) That's the king over there. I know. And a scepter made of cigarettes. Uh. (laughs) I mean, if you want to be the baddest dude on the planet, you drop Steven Seagal because nobody cares about Jean-Claude Van Damme anymore. I have an entourage of uh, bull queers and stuff. Exactly. I mean, win freaking win, baby. All right, so uh, we're about I'll to be like uh, Red and Andy Dufresne and Shawshank, you know. Yeah. So we're about to hit an hour and a half. Or... That's too damn long. No one's gonna listen. All to right. Long. Well, fuck you, two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. See you later, bitches. Much.